Well, good day, everyone. It's Wesley Kia. Welcome to Business Blessings Radio Podcast. Uh, it's so great to have you here, and I look forward to uh, speaking to you, bringing you various types of information over the life of this podcast. I thought I'd do an introduction episode just so that you get a bit of a history of who I am, my background, and where I see this history, this podcast going. Um, yeah, so welcome to this journey of um, what God will unfold during, uh, during the life of this podcast. So my background. So my background is I'm an accountant. I uh, was trained as an accountant. I currently work uh, in education. I lecture in the Bachelor of Entrepreneurship program with Torrens University here in Australia. Done a lot of business coaching um, uh, and things as well. But where it all started was that uh, I was born into a Christian home. Um, I always say that I went uh, to church even before I was born uh, because mum and dad were attending an Assemblies of God church uh, in Australia at, the, uh, at that time, which is now an ACC church, Australian Christian Churches Church. I, um, dad was um, raised a bit as a Salvationist, Salvation Army, and also as a Methodist, although he got... Uh, asked to leave Methodist Bible College because he was baptized in water, of all things, back in that time. Mum had grown up in a Salvation Army home and was a Salvation Army officer when she met Dad. And uh, because Dad wasn't in the Salvation Army at that time, they had to, uh, Mum had to leave the Salvation Army to marry Dad. Um, they, at that time, they were living in Victoria, in Melbourne, in Australia, and then moved up here to Brisbane soon after they were married to... Uh, to set up a branch office for a debt collection company Dad was working for at that time. And then eventually they set up their own business called Matthews Collections, um, which did quite well, except Dad expanded too quickly and discussions I had with him over uh, time. He spoke about that he really didn't know the difference between cash flow and profit. So while the business was profitable, cash was an issue and they expended too quickly um, and they got into some cash flow issues which eventually led to the business uh, closing down and mum and dad going bankrupt. Um, Sadly, as part of that, uh, because of the cash crunch issues, dad had taken some trust fund monies, uh, monies from their trust account and use those to bankroll the business, which of course is illegal. Um, even though the money was put back, it's still illegal to do that. And as a result, Dad spent nine months uh, in jail. He was charged and spent nine months in jail. It was interesting that it wasn't picked up in the audit process, uh, but Dad uh, confessed to that crime. And that was the result of that. So that... Um, that was a kind of at a formative time in my life when I was about, uh, let's see, it was grade five that the business went bankrupt and we lost uh, everything. We lost our home, lost everything, moved suburbs, moved schools. Um, and then uh, probably it was about grade eight that dad eventually went to jail. The slow moving legal systems need to be addressed, I think, in, in whatever nation around the world. It just takes time. But that did have a rather huge impact on me, uh, particularly I was thinking, here we are as a Christian family and this is happening. Uh, so it really did, yeah, there was a, was a lot to ponder that. In terms of my 
own Christian faith. I I gave my life to the Lord when I was a, in a Sunday school uh, one particular Sunday morning. I remember we had guest speakers in speaking to what was known as Kids Church, Children's Church. And I, um, they asked the kids, asked us, do we want to give our life to the Lord? And I really felt that, hey, I actually haven't done this and I, I need to do this. So I remember clearly doing it that morning. But I also remember thinking that didn't really make much impact in my life at that time. But I knew I'd made the decision. And it wasn't until I was about 13 that I thought, you know, if if I say I am a Christian, then I need to start doing some things that Christians do. So one of those, reading the Bible, uh, praying, fasting, and starting to share my faith with my friends. And I remember this particular day, I started to share my faith with one of my best friends at the time. Uh, it was actually in Mass. Maybe it's why I'm not so good at Mass uh, to this day. But anyhow... Uh, and I remember he'd turn around to me and saying, how dare you take the speck out of my eye until you take the log out of your own. And I'm thinking, hang on a minute, this guy hasn't been to church. He doesn't know that scripture. And by the way, nothing's, you know, there's nothing wrong with me. Well, I did go home that day and I did spend some time with God. And yes, he did show me there was some stuff in my life that I need to get right with him. Um, that guy actually did go on to give his life to the Lord, and, uh, which is uh, which is fascinating. Uh, at school, I one of the subjects I loved was accounting, and uh, so I went on to study that at university, do my Bachelor of Business in Accounting, and partly because I didn't want to go through the same kind of things my parents went through, that I wanted to have the education and knowledge to know um, why you know how does business work from from a financial and accounting point of view it was funny my goal at the time was to do the accounting degree go and do two years of work experience and go back and teach at high school uh, however that that all changed <laughs> um it didn't work out that way uh but uh it's fascinating to this day you know i now teach and i love education and teaching people and i guess that's one of the things i want to see happen with this podcast that it's um it helps you to go deeper in in this whole kingdom business uh area it's interesting that um like just to give you some of my work history my first job was with uh, a charity in australia called guide dogs for the blind so i was brought in to bring in a new computer system back then and then took over as their accountant from there i moved over to scripture union queensland and acted as their business manager for queensland and it was interesting, while I was there, I, um, uh, as, a, as a charity, you know, cash, we were always cash strapped. Um, and, but I also thought, you know what, we actually need to be starting to educate probably our donors in how do they manage their money from a biblical perspective. So I started looking around, seeing what kind of curriculum and things were there, came across what was then Crown Ministries in the USA. Um, they'd been started by a guy called Howard Dayton. They had a 12-week Bible study. Got a copy of the Bible study, started to run it, saw some life change, and actually eventually was able to help see that established uh, in Australia. So we worked on that for five years. And it was during that time, um, uh, well, during that time, Crown Ministries became Crown Financial Ministries, uh, which means we took on Larry Burkett stuff. So for those who know the history, Larry Burkett was one of the the major uh, proponents of Christian finance at the time and written a number of books. One of those was a book called Business by the Book, and we ran a seminar called Business by the Book. 
And it, it was one of the hardest things that I had to do because back like now, running a kingdom business is kind of flavor of the month. Uh, if you like to say that, I'm not trying to be negative in saying that, but it was back then. It was very it was hard yakka to um, to talk about uh, business people running their business according to biblical principles. But if I look back now, like we probably put about a hundred people through business by the book seminars over a couple of years that was there. But if I so that was going back early from two thousand two thousand and five. But if I look at those businesses now, uh, I mean, some of them, yes, some of them are not operating. But there's a number of them that have really grown and matured, and, and are quite shining lights in the kingdom business space now. Uh, they weren't back then; they were just startups people that had a a heart for following after God. But they also went through a hard time as they started to implement business, biblical business principles in their business because there's really a, um, it's really a mindset mindset shift uh, that needs to take place. And I guess that's probably perhaps one of the reasons why I wanted to get this podcast uh, up and going. It's, it's actually my third attempt to do this. But it's because I've been sitting back and looking at those businesses and thinking, you know what, there's some basic uh, foundational biblical business principles that I think are missing from some businesses today. Uh, and maybe it's time to go back and to lay those foundations again. And it's also for some of the new businesses that we've been working with to help them lay the foundation. I was just speaking at a church this morning and um, talking to a business owner afterwards and realized, hey, there is some lacking of foundational principles. And so so that's what I, I want to see happen with this. One of the things that was interesting during my time with Crown Financial Ministries in Australia um, was that we saw some amazing things take place. It was, um, you know, people were getting their financial lives together. They were, but I think the real focus of it was actually the prayer associated with the course and the fact that they were looking at the Bible and applying biblical principles to their business. And plus it was done in community, in small groups. But something happened after I left um, which was really, which yeah, was was fascinating to me because I started to get some phone calls from people. Uh, he said to me, you know, was we we really enjoyed the Crown program, but it actually caused for some people it caused issues. Um, there wasn't the great outcome that we were looking for, and I said to them, why on earth didn't you talk to me about that at the time? But it, so since 2005, this really started me on a journey of are there some other factors that are play, at play as to why businesses don't prosper? Uh, like, it, it, like it's always interesting when you go to, say, a shopping center like where, or a strip mall or something where you see one business that just, um, you know, customer after customer there and other businesses, hardly anyone coming in. Is, is there something... Uh, about that, what does that look like? Anyhow, so after I started having these conversations with people, it started me on a journey, and it also started me on a journey as uh, after I left Crown. I said, "God, what? What's next?" And He said to me, "I want you to focus on business people." And I said to him, "Don't be stupid. Like that was you're you're saying to me 
take the hardest part of what you just did with Crown Financial Ministries and just focus on that. And I thought, you've got to be kidding. But it, but then the other thing he said to me is, you need to put intercessors into businesses. And I'm thinking, God, like, and you've got to pay them. In fact, like it was very fascinating because how he showed me that was I was, I was at this prophetic conference and I was looking around and he highlighted all the intercessors in the room to me. And how he highlighted them to me was the way they were dressed. They were, while they were presentable, they, they just said level of dress standard wasn't as high as others. And he's saying these people need to be to be supported. So this is what we started to do. We started to run some events where we just uh, talked about God in business. Talked about the main difference, you know, is we're not, we can't be better than. Because, like, you look at some non-Christians, they're much more generous to the employees, they're much more generous to others. So it's not a competition about that, but we're different then. And, and what is that difference? That difference is the power of the Holy Spirit. That difference is that we get to have a chat to the God of the universe, the God who created everything, um, and, and can give us the insights and secrets into what we're doing. So we started to do that. We've, we got a team of intercessors together. We started going into businesses, praying for those businesses. And we saw some some incredible things happen during that time. So so the way it would work was we would, um, uh, a business would put us on a weekly retainer. Then uh, during, during the month, the intercessor would keep a diary of how they pray for the business. Then at the end of the month, they would produce this prayer report. We started calling it a prophetic report, but we, we changed it to a prayer report. Uh, then I'd get these prayer reports. I'd send it to the, the owner of the business, then I'd sit down with them, and we'd go through, hey, this is what God is saying to us. Those, um, they were so, we did that for about three years. It was just incredible time. Um, there was a couple of things that came from it. One, sometimes there'd be in reports, the stuff would come up, and I thought, there's no way I can say that to the business. Like, like an example of this is, uh, for one uh, business, like you put in, they're, they're praying for their, about their third child for them. And I'm thinking, there's, like in all the conversations I'd had with this couple, never had they mentioned that they wanted a third child. Anyhow, I, um, so I took it out of the prayer report because I thought, well, I just, we can't put that in there. Anyhow, I had the one-on-one meeting only for him to tell me that, that they were pregnant with their third child. So I had to go get everything I'd taken out and put it back in the prayer report. But we also had a couple of businesses that came to us that uh, wanted us to pray for them, thinking that prayer could just pull them out of the situation that they were in. And sadly, they never paid us, um, and so we, we lost quite a bit of money on that. But um, but also I realized, God, God, what's going on here? And it was interesting, God said to me, you know what, one of the main things was, is that you need to be teaching business people how to hear the voice of God for themselves. And I think this is this is where we're at now. Like, I love the prophetic. And, and you know, we run a lot of prophetic meetings where we, um, you know, bring business people in and, and get a prophetic person in or pray over them and speak into their lives. And it's just fantastic. But there is nothing, nothing like someone hearing the voice of God for themselves uh, because they know, they know, hey, this is what God says. But but also, you know, when God speaks to you, it's also about um, not just leaving it there, but having an ongoing conversation with him about that. 
because sometimes God speaks to you about something just to get you moving. And I say that in like you know, a prime example of that is Abraham and Isaac. God told uh, Abraham very clearly that he needed to sacrifice his son, and he, you know, he got up and went and obeyed God straight away, and they went on the journey to do that. Which, actually, if you look at the history of Abraham, that's quite a big thing because Abraham actually had a an issue with obedience over his lifetime, but he got to that place of immediate obedience. But yet, when uh, Abraham went to sacrifice Isaac. You know, God said, stop, uh, and provided uh, a ram for him. So there are times when God may be telling you something just to get you moving, but it's the importance of having that ongoing conversation with him. And it's why some people, when some people, you know, say to you, but God said to me this, and it's like you can't talk to them any further. But my question to them is, and so what's God saying to you now? You know, when God speaks, there's an invitation to you to go go much deeper with him. Um, so you'll hear some of that in this podcast. I, For those who know me, I'm a big fan of a book called Two Chairs by Bob Bodine. And you'll, you'll hear some of the interviews I've done with Bob. Um, but just that question of asking God, God, what's on your heart for me today? Uh, in fact, there's a whole thing that, that as I um, have applied the two chest stuff uh, in my own life, it's really one of the things um, that God's taken on a journey of, that it's okay to question God. It's okay to question Him. I mean, for some reason in my growing up, I, I thought you can't question God. Maybe it's because you're not supposed to question you know, church leadership or stuff like that, but but actually, God's not afraid of hard questions. One of my favorite passages is the, is what they call the Annunciation, where uh, the angel appeared to Mary, and Mary, uh, you know, said, you know, <laughs> God, said, the angel said, you know, high, high, holy, holy favored one, you know, you're gonna, um, you know, you're gonna fall pregnant and and all this stuff, but. Mary said, how can this be? She questioned the angel about it. And, and it wasn't a, a negative questioning. It was, wow, this is incredible. But, but you know, I, I'm a virgin. How can I have a child when I'm a virgin? But because she questioned the angel, she got all of this other information. And, and this is one of the things that, that as we question God, he, he wants to have relationship with us. The only way that we build relationship with people is by asking questions. So it's okay to ask questions of God. So even in your business, have a conversation with him. Ask him questions. If um, if he's not answering those questions, ask him what the question is that you need to ask um, and, uh, and to go from there. So we're going to talk about that, some of that during this podcast as well. So some, some of the other things I've learned... Um, uh, about you know what's the difference between uh, a Christian in business, a Christian business, and a kingdom business? So we'll we'll look at that for one of the podcasts and go. There's some great information out there about that, um, and you'll find that a kingdom business is a lot about the journey that God is taking the owners of the business on. And so that's sometimes why we can't say this is a template for what a kingdom business looks like because it may be it could be very different. From one business to the next. Uh, yes, there's some principles and things to follow. 
one of the other things um, uh, that I've learned is all about healing the land, the importance of the land, that God is very jealous of his land, and that if uh, that land needs healing, that it can be, um, land can be stained, the stain of sin, either through idolatry, adultery, broken covenant, or bloodshed, and the power of seeing the land healed, uh, and the blessing of God coming on the land. So that that is very, very key uh, for us um, as well, to understand that and to understand how the land is healed and what that looks like um, moving forward uh, as well. So these are the these are the things that I want to talk to and, and go uh, in more depth with. Um, the importance of listening to God. Uh, I, I run a listening prayer time where we take the scripture and have a look at it and just sit in silence with God, re, uh, reading this passage up to seven times and just allowing him to speak to us through this passage. You know, the kingdom, uh, one of the, the key things is that we hear the voice of God in community. Uh, so, that, so that is key, to be able to share in community with others what God is saying and to, to get to grips with that as a whole. It is also important that you learn some practical things. Like, a, a, you know, the stats show the number of people go into business without any formal business education. And look, I've seen the results of that. <laughs> um, so it, you need to be a learner. Uh, yes, formal qualifications are great. And, you know, as an educationalist, I would encourage you to do that. But also, you can set your own learning agenda as well. You know, the books are all out there, the YouTube videos are out there, the podcasts are out there. And, I, and I'll talk about some of those basic, um, I'm not going to say basic, but the financial principles, like the accounting principles that you need to get your head around. Some of the business processes and things to get their head around. What, like, what's the framework for the business? Like, even I, I, can, I had a funny case where I was invited to speak uh, to uh, particular churches, business guys, and uh, they asked me if I could bring a female entrepreneur along with me. And uh, God had put this other person's name in mind, but I, I just thought she wouldn't be too busy. She'd be too busy to do it. And it got to the Monday before speaking on the Saturday, and God just said, you know, you need to pick up the phone and phone her. So I did. Yes, she was available. We, we went there. We did the presentation. And during the presentation, I just asked, you know, what, what is the formula for a profit? And like there was dead, like no one answered. I don't know whether they were too shy or not. Um, but afterwards, just speaking to the pastor, and he said, you know, Wes, we, we really need to educate our guys in business. And the person that I took uh, had connections with TAFE, which led us um, into actually getting a contract with uh, TAFE, which is a technical and further education institution here in Queensland in the um, small business solutions department. And you know that, uh, which meant we got some government funding to deliver these courses. We put thirty of their people through their co- these courses, um, and the number of businesses that have been started as a result of that has just been incredible. And to see that again, like it's the history, uh, looking back over history and seeing how these these businesses have grown and developed. Now, some of those people I know longer in that church, but they've gone to plant other churches and do other things, and it's just so so good to see where God has taken them. Uh, but that you know that was a mixture of God speaking to me, saying you need to invite this person to come along and speak, and that was the right person to make connections in. 
Sometimes God just asks you to do stuff and you think, what the heck is this about? And the issue is obedience. In doing that, and then God uses that to open up incredible doors. And so so that's really the story uh, of my life uh, in that sense, um, uh, in doing that. It, it is, you know, it, it's about who you know, not what you know. Um, it's about, and like it's the way the world works. I know that, and we need to get a better understanding of that. But it's not surprising that's the case, because... God created this world for relationship with us. This world is based, like the the DNA of what God created is about relationship. So relationships are very, very key. Um, So we're going to talk about that. Um, uh, I talked about Bob Bodine's book, Two Chairs. His other book is The Power of Who. Um, We're going to talk about networking and how to build relationships with others and the key working together. Um, in doing that to create there's always it's that whatever god gives you is not just for yourself it's always for other people as well so we're going to see that unpacked the other thing that i want to talk about over time is is intimacy with god that's uh Another person, uh, guys that I follow, is Henry and Richard Blackaby, who wrote the book Experiencing God. If you haven't read that book, I'm going to encourage you to do that. Talk about um, seven ways of experiencing God. Very, it's, it's a very good framework. And I can remember once we had Richard Blackaby here, and I, I just um, taking him to a function on the Sunshine Coast for those who don't know, it's about an hour, hour and a half north of Brisbane. And I was driving him back and I thought, it's just me and Richard. This is the time. He he mentors 500 of the top CEOs generally across the US. And uh, I thought, this is this is great. This is my time to sit with him and just suck him dry. I've got an hour to ask questions. And I said to <laughs> so, so we started off saying, okay, Richard, we've got this time together. What is it that you teach these CEOs? And he just said to me one thing. I teach them intimacy with God. Intimacy with God. That's where it all starts. It starts in relationship. It starts in that relationship with God. So we're gonna we're gonna talk a lot about that. It's 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 your relationship with God. You have a chance to sit down with the creator of the universe and he wants to share with you everything that he has for you. We need to position ourselves. Uh, you look at uh, how Ruth positioned herself with Boaz. Um, you know, and she, like, uh, she laid down on the threshing floor, uncovered his blanket. And like, it, it, it actually was quite an intimate act to do, and perhaps a bit illicit. But... God used that to bring Boaz to a place of, hey, you need to take, uh, you need to do the rightful thing and take this woman as your wife. And, you know, that act led to to Ruth being in the very lineage of Jesus. Think about that. There's some things that God's going to be asking you to do that you're going to think are absolutely ludicrous. Yet, as you do them and take those steps to do them in obedience to Him, 
you'll be absolutely amazed at the doors that will open. And sometimes you're not going to understand why God's asking you to do that, but but you can do that. I, I am an avid reader. If you look, uh, I've got quite a collection of books, and part of that is my Clifton Strengths. If anyone has done their Clifton Strengths, uh, learning is very high on mine. So I'm going to do some book reviews because I know everyone is not a reader. I want to look at some of the the histories of uh, Christian business people. I am fascinated by the Quakers uh, who are around. They're still around today. They're not quite what they were back in their time where these guys, uh, their idea of a meeting was that they would partly just sit until God spoke to them. And then they'd act on what God spoke to them about. Some of these guys created some of the largest businesses of the time. It is, it's, they're actually credited with bringing in the Industrial Revolution as well as helping the slave trade and things like that. With, like we, we know we talk about William Wilberforce and those guys, but actually the Quakers were very much involved in that as well. Uh, Cabbage Chocolate, Colgate's, Quakers Oats, many other businesses, just to name a few. These guys did some incredible things that they created towns for their workers they educated their workers they educated their kids they they provided housing for them all this kind of stuff just incredible things so we're going to look at those um uh as well so do that i, I will do some interviews i'm going to pull out some historical interviews that i've done uh but also there'll be other interviews coming uh, coming up uh I'm going to do some specific teaching stuff because I want, I've been really pondering some of the people that I've been working with over the last 20, 25 years and looking at um, what were the foundational things that were laid in their lives um, that we perhaps don't, that, that are not as common now in the kingdom business teaching uh, around just to lay some of those foundations that are there for you in doing that. This will be very much a journey. Um, where where this goes, where this ends up, I don't know. Just I, I'd appreciate your feedback. Appreciate you subscribing uh, to the podcast. Appreciate you sharing it with others. L- let's see. I, there's an invitation that God is issuing to us at the moment. You know, one one of the things I'm very conscious of is the decline in the church. Like, um, in how. Sorry, I should say. Let me clarify this. The decline in church attendance. Um, and it, like if you look at it over my lifetime, you know, church attendance has gone from, say, 80% in Australia down to less than 7% now. It's, it's very disconcerting. But there is something there. There is, uh, and, you know, <laughs> people don't won't go to church but yet every day how many businesses do people go into the average church in australia is about 70 75 people it's the same in the u.s i think and probably other nations around the world but yet the average business would have 500 plus customers um the the impact that business people can have and you don't have to be wealthy to have that to be that like just the impact of your business having a corner store, having a restaurant, um, whatever is the product or service that you provide, um, 
the impact that you have on other people's lives is actually quite incredible. You know, one of the things is God asks us to be co-creators with him, and we'll talk about that as we go through, um, for you to create stuff, which is you're actually being God with skin on to people around about you. Uh, I am studying uh, spiritual formation at the moment, and I've been doing that uh, for the last couple of years, and I've got another year or so to go on that. But the reason for that is, is how, how do we grow spiritually? Um, so I'm going to be talking about some of that. Um, like at the moment, I'm doing a subject on discernment. How do we discern the voice of God? So I'll be, I'll be including all that in this podcast. So it's going to be quite an eclectic mix. Um, so welcome. Thank you for listening to this. Welcome to this journey. Uh, it is, it's a joyous journey with God. Uh, there's going to be ups and downs, highs and lows, but you're going to look back on this with excitement. As I look back on some of the things that God's had me do over time and we'll share those with you, it's been incredible. Has it always been plain sailing? Absolutely not. But I've seen the hand of God. Even the times when I've stuffed up, you know that um, passage in Genesis 50 where Joseph talking to his brothers and say, what Satan meant for evil, God meant for good. How I've seen God turn around negative situations for his glory. And we're going to talk about that, that your main purpose for being in business is to glorify God. Um, but I want to add something to that because, you know, Calvin, when he talked about that the chief purpose of man is to glorify God, but that's only a part of the statement he made. The other part of that statement is to enjoy him forever. And I think that's a part that we need to to grasp as well. Yes, to glorify God in all that we do. But the other part of that is to enjoy Him. To fall in love with God again. That He's not some big ogre in the sky who's ready to banish you to hell at a moment's notice. But He's, he's a loving God who loves you, that you are His beloved you know, a number of times when people, when you talk to them about doing their two chairs time with God, He just embraces them. So I don't know where you're at today, but I just uh, want to bless you and say, you know what? The loving arms of God are there for you. Put your head, like even picture Him being right next to you now, putting your head on His breast and listening to His heartbeat. Allow him to wrap his arms around you and to whisper in your ear, you are my beloved child. You know, as you do that, there may be something that God is actually asking you to give to him. Maybe asking that, God, is there something you want me to give to you? Then give that to him. Then after that exchange has taken place, to turn around and say, okay, Jesus, do you have a gift for me? Oh, just receive that gift. You know, you're saying to me, whereas I don't hear the voice of God. Well, generally it's the, uh, you know, we, we often did a series on Mark Berkler's on hearing the voice of God. 
And one of the things that Mark says is that whatever's the first thing that comes to your mind is God. Welcome to this journey. My prayer for you is that you would hear the Father speak to you the mysteries of heaven. To give you solutions to the everyday things that you're facing. But also give you the structural change solutions for society. That will bring about significant change. Like God gave Moses the Ten Commandments. You know, he gave someone the ability to make a wheel or a tree or a pen or the alphabets or um, account, double entry accounting. God, the history of all that is just quite incredible. What is it that God wants to give you that will literally bring huge change to the world? Well, bless you guys. Looking forward to this journey with you.